What's the phone number you're calling from? Tell me exactly what happened. Uh, my friend, uh, Teresa Sievers, she's a doctor. Uh, I'm a doctor. Uh, she uh, came home uh, last night. Uh, her husband is in uh, Connecticut, and uh, she was supposed to go to work at 9 o'clock. She called me, and I was on my way to work, so I swung by, and she's dead on the floor. And there's a hammer at the side, and she's dashed in the back of the head. Hey guys, welcome to our True Crime Tuesday. I'm Marley. And I'm Carly. And we're Bitches Bitches Be Like. Like. So this week we're covering the murder of Dr. Teresa Sievers in Bonita Springs, Florida. Yeah, this was a very interesting murder story this week. It definitely was. We posted some pictures from today's story on our social media, so go make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BBL Podcast Girls. Okay, so Dr. Teresa Sievers was described as a beautiful redhead. Mm. Like you, Carly. Oh, thanks. She specialized in holistic medicine. If you don't know what that is, it's like a way of using like conventional medicines as an alternative to normal medications. So like weed. Kind of like weed and herbal teas and things like that. Okay. Dr. Sievers was pretty well known. She'd been on the cover of many medical magazines. She has given lectures in and around Florida where she lived with her husband, Mark, and her two kids. Teresa was the breadwinner while Mark was the office manager at the doctor's office in which Teresa worked. Hmm. Okay. In June of 2015, they went on a family trip to see more family in upstate New York. Teresa had spent the weekend there, but had to come back home early because she had to meet her appointments the following Monday. You know, she was a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets back into town and lands at the airport. She calls her husband from the airport and heads home. Monday morning, her 9 o'clock appointment shows up at the doctor's office, mm-hmm. but Teresa does not. What? Her 9.30 appointment arrives, still no Teresa. So, Teresa had a longtime nursing assistant named Sandra who knew this wasn't like her. She knew this wasn't like Teresa. Teresa was always on time. Did she not even call? She didn't even call. No Mm. one had heard from her. So, Sandra decided to call up another doctor that also worked at the same office and ask him to stop by Teresa's and check on her and make sure Mm -hmm. everything. Maybe she just didn't get home from her trip. But still, she normally would have called. Yeah. So the coworker stops off at Teresa's house, and that is when he finds her dead, bludgeoned to death with a hammer. A hammer? Yes, that's oh no, that's a bad way to go. Mm. So that's when police begin their investigation. Who killed Doctor Teresa Sievers? So police de- discover that Mark has a whole gun collection and forty thousand dollars in cash that is untouched. So they know that it wasn't like a burglary gone wrong because then they would have taken that stuff. Mm -hmm. They find out that the garage door was pried open. That's how the killer got in. So they assume that it's someone that they don't know since they had to break into the house. Um, Teresa and Mark do have an alarm system. However, it wasn't set because while they were away on vacation, their mother-in-law had to watch the cat and feed the cat. So she didn't know how to set the alarm system when she left. So she did not have it turned on when Teresa came home. 
And what's the odds in that timing? Right, exactly. So the police are looking for clues. They are looking everywhere, questioning everyone that knows Teresa, asking around. They rule out Teresa's husband, Mark, because he was in upstate New York when this took place. So they know that it wasn't him that actually... He was far. Yeah, killed Teresa. They question Teresa's business partner and find out that Teresa actually struggled with an addiction and her sexuality. So they found out that she smoked a lot of pot. (laughs) But she was a holistic medicine doctor. and So she also had struggled with her sexual orientation. Even though she was married? Yes. (laughs) Um, Mark does tell detectives that him and Teresa live a swingers lifestyle. So they do experience other partners. It's not just them. This is already bad. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mark tells police that... Teresa had a fantasy about his best friend, Curtis. What? Mark and Curtis grew up together. They were best friends. They grew up together in Missouri, and they actually looked a lot alike. Oh, my gosh. That is so weird. (laughs) But Mark and Teresa did have a lot of affairs, so it wasn't just, you know, a monogamous relationship Mm -hmm. between them. Um Investigators learned that Teresa and Mark were actually pursuing a divorce at this time. Um, They did more investigating. They read into some, like, text messages and emails of Teresa's and found out that their relationship had actually became a lot better over the last few months before this happened. Police are still asking around. They're asking people at the office about Teresa's personality. They find out that she was a bit moody a lot of the time. And the longtime nursing assistant, Sandra, said that Teresa was actually verbally abusive to employees and patients. Oh, my. But patients would fly in from all around the world to see Teresa. They, so she was good enough that it didn't matter how she acted. Right. They said they appreciate, appreciated her blunt approach mm-hmm. towards things. But then there was also some patients who said that they didn't. Right. Police say based on the murder, it was someone who knew her personally more than likely because of how brutal it was. Yeah, a hammer. Could it be someone that didn't like her approach to medicine? Hmm. An interesting fact came up about Sandra. Sandra was actually planning to hand in her resignation that Monday. She said she was tired of the toxic workplace and couldn't stand the way that Teresa was abusive in the office, even to her own husband, Mark. Mm. Sandra's husband Frank actually worked at the same office under Dr. Seavers but had been fired nine months prior to all this happening so they all were just there (laughs) jeez so so Frank was called in for questioning him and Sandra were on the suspect list obviously because they were very vocal about how they felt about the Seavers Dr. Mm -hmm. Teresa Seavers and so the suspect, suspect list was just growing but who did this and why? Well, it turns out Sandra and her husband had an airtight alibi. Over the next few weeks, police are still investigating when they get an anonymous tip over a thousand miles away in hmm. Missouri. Um, a woman had heard about the murder and recalled hearing a friend complain about how her husband had to go out of town to do computer work for a doctor friend of his. Uh-huh. Which just happened to be in Bonita Springs, Florida, at the exact same time that Dr. Seavers was killed. No way. 
So it was strange that you would make a house call to fix a friend's computer over a thousand miles away. Yeah. And it was even odder is that that person's name was Curtis Wayne Wright. Oh my gosh. So if you don't remember, Curtis is the one who Teresa had the fantasies about that was best friends with Mark. Curtis was an IT guy. And... That's why he was fixing the computer. Things are starting to unravel for police at this point. They're like... They're starting to realize what might have happened here. So... They wonder, did Curtis come to Florida for, like, maybe a secret meeting with Teresa? Or did he come to Florida for murder? Hmm. Police start cross-checking all the facts and all the clues that they have from the murder and realize that Mark actually has a burner phone, which is weird because why do you have a burner phone, Mark? Yeah. Um, And that him and Curtis would communicate, and they had this, like, special lingo that they would use to let the other person know that it was time to switch phones phones and start using the burner phone. So Mark's burner phone led the police to a trailer in Missouri. And sitting outside that trailer was a silver Hyundai, a rental car, that leads the police to their first real clue. Because inside that Hyundai rental car, the GPS still had Dr. Teresa Seaver's address in it. No. So they knew that car had been to Dr. Teresa Seaver's house. So inside that, so they find out that the trailer is owned by Curtis. That's Mm. his trailer. The GPS, however, is registered to an email of another man named Jimmy Rogers. So police go to Jimmy Rogers and they talk to his girlfriend, who actually seems to know a lot. She says that she knows about this murder. She knows Jimmy told her about it. Jimmy loved to brag. People knew that he liked to brag about some of the things that he did. And yeah, he also has a nickname. Guess what it is? What? The Hammer. No. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. (laughs) So, Curtis and Jimmy were friends. They met in prison. They were actually hitmen. (laughs) (laughs) But who hired them? Yeah. Uh, Mark, the husband. Oh, my gosh. What? (laughs) So. Oh, my Mark uh, finally admits to what happened and said that him and Teresa had problems in the bedroom and with the checkbook. Mm. So there was an IRS lien on the house. Over the last three years, there were times when they had less than $10 in their checking account. So that's why Mark, you know, did this. Teresa actually had $4.4 million in life insurance. Wow. Prosecutors said that his plan was to cash in on that and then pay the hitmen off. So they didn't even get, they didn't even get paid. Mm. So Curtis confessed and let police know the whole story, everything that happened. Let them know about how Mark masterminded the whole plan. Let them know about how he actually is the one that started hitting her with the hammer at the beginning but his shoulder started hurting because he had shoulder problems so jimmy took over and actually finished it off so they both so they both took place in the actual murder Mm. of her um some of the stuff is still 
going on, like the court cases and things like that. So all three men did get arrested for this. Well, that's crazy. I mean... The things that people do. And it's always for money. And it never works. Why do they think that they're going to get the cash out? Mm. So we posted pics of Teresa, Mark, Curtis, and Jimmy on our social media as well as some of the crime scene photos. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at BBL Podcast Girls. Until next time. Okay, love you. Bye.